Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to an all new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared Haven. Joined all the way from Montreal with the beautiful Vanessa Grimaldi. Oh, I love how you rolled your R's. That's so European. It wasn't my best role. You just got back from Europe, didn't you? I just got back from Europe. I was in Paris and then I was in Italy with the family. Um, but it feels good to be back. Three weeks vacation for me. I feel like 10 days is a good vacation time. Uh, uh, more than that, I just get like homesick. So yeah. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Three weeks you get really homesick. I've been there and it's like, okay, after 10 days, I agree with you. 10 days, I'm kind of ready to go back home. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, Mark and Easton are in studio. Dean uh, is um, still on vacation driving right here. <laughs> He's driving here, and that's important because we have a lot to ask him about as far as paradise goes. Yes. Uh, I've asked him to share his location with me so I can give you real-time updates of how far away he is. Okay, how far is Dean? I don't know yet. He hasn't responded yet, but I've requested the location. All right, well, he did text us uh, approximately 10 minutes ago saying he was 34 minutes away. 10 minutes ago? Just about, maybe about 15 minutes ago. It's hard to get on my laptop. With LA traffic, that might be another hour. Okay, well, we'll see. So we'll find out. The van is about 20 minutes away, (laughs) approximately. The question is, does he have somebody else in the van with him? And we have some obviously breaking recent news from Bachelor in Paradise that involves our very own Dean Unglert. So we're going to catch up with him later on in this podcast. But first, we have some very special guests that are in studio right now. From the new show, Marrying Millions, which uh, premiered last Wednesday, second episode is tomorrow night, 10 p.m. on Live Time. We have Sean Lourdes and Megan Thomas in studio. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. So tell us about your new show, Marrying Millions, what it's about, because you two are engaged. You're engaged before the show. But tell us a little bit about it. Well, one of the individuals on on the show is a millionaire, and the other one is not. <laughs> so okay, in, so in our who's case, the millionaire? Sean is the millionaire, and I'm the girl from the small town, 
that met the man of her dreams. Megan, I am from Aww. a small town and I am not a millionaire either. So I certainly <laughs> okay, relate. I'm one. very, re- I'm relating to you on that one. Okay. Um, so the whole show pretty much centers around the story. Like you said, there's couples. One is wealthy. One is not, or not, not wealthy, but obviously not a millionaire. Right. Um, and so the whole point of the show, from my understanding, is that it really gets down to the crux, crux of whether somebody is here for the, quote, right reasons, which is thrown around mm-hmm. Bachelor all the time, right reasons, wrong reasons, of whether somebody is dating someone just because of their money. Right. Or a, a gold digger. Right. Are they a gold digger? A gold digger. And gold diggers can be guys. They can be girls. They can yeah. be any. Yeah. Well, on the show, there's also someone who's uh, a older woman dating someone who's basically her daughter's age mm-hmm. right yeah, there's six I, couples so it's a docu-series and they follow six couples you're one of the six couples and um there's also another couple jared i want to see if you know your if your math skills are really good there's another couple uh bill and brianna bill is 60 okay and brianna is 21 guess Ooh. well can you calculate what the age gap is yeah they're 39 years Oh, you're good. Come on, guys. Come on. The Rhode Island public school system did me no wrong. I barely passed. Um, So, Megan, is it something that you, um, is that the reason why you wanted to do the show to kind of put an end to like the, the idea that people think people marry for money? I wanted to do the show. I actually kind of made Sean do the show and I'm like, come on, it'll be fun because we just like new experiences. We do things that the public doesn't really have access to. So we just like unique experiences. So I'm like, let's do this show. It sounds so fun. Yeah, totally. It's kind of the same thing before we get asked to go on Bachelor. People are like, well, why would you date on TV? It's like, mm-hmm. well, why not? No. You know, it's such an incredibly unique opportunity. Why would I ever say no to this? If life has led me this way, um, but you guys were dating before the show. So you guys have been together for how long? Five years, just about five years. And then you got engaged last year, correct? Perfect. Right. Yep. And so now you guys, now I know the show uh, circles all around the drama, right? And it might be leading towards the idea, you know, whether you guys are going to stay engaged, whether you're going to break off the engagement. So you can't talk about wedding plans just yet, right? You'll have to watch. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love that line. It seems as though your relationship, though, is mostly the drama is mostly around family. That's right. Sean's dad is, you know, worried about securing the family's wealth. And so he's kind of the one that's hesitant about us getting married. He's on his third wife. Oh, also, oh well, that explains it. Yeah. He, he has a prenup about two inches high mm. with his third wife. <gasps> They're not have married. Have you ever read the prenup? No, he sent it to time me. for that. It's so and long. He wanted me to just have Megan sign it right at the bottom. And I, without reading, he's like, oh, just do it. Like, quietly, she'll, you know, have some drinks and have her <laughs> Oh, my God. Is that God. how it works now? Just I'm get like, Megan, you know, that. a little tipsy and just sign right here, honey. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not like it's a prenuptial agreement or anything. It, it, my mom says it ruined her marriage with my dad oh no oh wow she felt well tricked. i i wonder what was in the prenup though because i know a lot of couples who um well personally i i've actually uh it's a subject that i've been thinking about too because i'm in a relationship not nearly as close to what you guys are five years with a kid like uh, it's it. a very new relationship for me but prenup has always been a subject that i remember like years ago i i thought i would never sign a prenup because right. right. to me it's like well 
why would it's almost like a contract right so if this happens then this is like these are the consequences to that and then as i start talking to more people it kind of just made more sense like my family's my parents are divorced and a lot i know of a lot of people who are divorced as well and it's not only about assets i think it's about like other things too that come along with it so is that something that's totally off the table for you guys we you know i i want my dad's very important to me i want him to be at the wedding but he's saying that he's you know there, there's no wedding without a prenup and so we're struggling with that right now we're just you know, oh, wow. I'm trying to make them both happy Megan doesn't want to be labeled as a gold digger you know she feels like oh if I sign that you know it means I mm-hmm. I just want everybody happy it's hard to make you know make it's impossible to make everybody happy I mean I'm currently engaged right now and it's oh. tough with you know you have your own family that's supporting and loving you and then you also have your significant other um who you want to make happy and i it it's difficult right because there's so many different personalities and so many people that you care about deeply it's really hard to know what the right decision is impossible um but my question is actually because i'm a little naive within this subject what exactly is a prenup because i know it's it's signed (laughs) before you get married right does it have you can to also be do it after marriage okay you can do it afterwards yeah i mean there you can also put sunset clauses in it i mean they're meaning if you're successful in your marriage for 10 years it becomes null you know you can do that there's a lot of mm-hmm. things like that that in, that my dad was mentioning we can you know make tell megan that like hey if you there got- was, wasn't there something like if the woman gains 30 pounds or something that you have to get a divorce <laughs> no way thing no in your yeah. dad's contract he, he has something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the exact details of it, but That's something like on along those lines. 232. Yeah, oh, small wow. print. Paragraph three, line four. Um, that's very interesting. So, Megan, what is your apprehension with signing a prenup? I also think it's like a contract, like a business agreement. You know, we're not even married yet, and you want you think that I'm going to like take the family's money. I think it creates distrust, and I don't want a prenup. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. I think from an outsider's perspective, it's tough because I can see both sides of it because I can obviously see your father's side saying, hey, it's not that I think my future daughter-in-law is a quote unquote gold digger, but things happen. Right. And you can't predict the future. But I also see because he was married three times. So I totally understand where he's coming from. And like I said, my parents are divorced, too. So now I understand the value of a prenup, but it's it's not for everybody. It's not to say that everybody needs to do that. But enough of the heavy talk. We know that this uh, this show is about real relationship, real love. We want to know, how did you guys meet? I was going to UCLA and Sean had a position open at his foundation, the Lourdes Foundation. And so I went to go apply for this job and he was 15 minutes late to the meeting. So I bounced <laughs> back to school and then he kind of just chased me after that. I, I'm an interactive CEO. I like to meet the people we were hiring. She had an impressive resume. So, I mean, I was like, oh, this girl has straight A's. She's the captain of this at her high school. She does this and this. And, you know, and she's beautiful. And she's gorgeous with brains. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to meet her. <clears throat> and uh, when I went down, she was gone 15 minutes. I couldn't believe it. So I looked her up and uh, it took me a year and a half to get her on the first date. Oh my God, that's so cute. A year and a half. What uh, were you holding out for, Megan? I mean, he was intimidating. I like he would have all these photos with actresses and fancy cars. And I was kind of like, who is this guy? Oh, I actually seeing how you brought that up. I kind of want to get to one of those pictures, which I am fascinated by. 
So, Sean, I may have looked you up on the old uh, the old gram before you came in. Just to kind of familiarize myself with both of you guys, you have a, a, a few awesome pictures. You have a picture with you know Barack Obama, Don Jr. You have a picture with the Dalai Lama and Jim Carrey, which is freaking awesome. But there's one picture that's so vague, I have to ask you about it. It just was last July 4th, or excuse me, two years ago. And it's a picture of Keanu Reeves with... With Sean Jr., your child. Oh, that one. And it says, Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Thank you, Keanu Reeves, for keeping Sean Jr. safe. Hashtag babysitting. Did Keanu Reeves babysit Sean Jr.? He's an awesome guy. I We bumped into him in the Malibu uh, mar- market. He's always there. If you ever want to like see him, he's there like all the time. Malibu Market. <laughs> I'm going there right <laughs> after this. Everyone's jotting this down. Uh, the Malibu what? Country Mart. The Malibu Country Mart. Yeah. And uh, my mom saw him, loves him. We love him in the Matrix. You know, the guy can bend time. He's awesome. Yeah. No. So, Point Break. Johnny you know, he, Utah. He's Shane Falco. The dude's the man. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, you know, he babysit him. He babysat him for like that five seconds right there. You know, it was just, you know, he was nice enough to hold him and take a picture for my mom. He's he's really awesome. That's Awesome. I know I had to because I was just scrolling through and I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. And obviously that dude is going through a moment right now. Yeah. He's the biggest name in the world. Uh, and I, it was such a vague picture of just you and uh, now I know your mother and your son. And it just said babysitting. And I was like, is this guy have Keanu Reeves as a babysitter right now? I, I and he's coming on our podcast. It's real money. Lionel, yeah. Lionel Richie is like his godfather, though. He was he, he's, yeah. a real godfather. No, like he, we have, we're very blessed to have a really awesome group of friends and you know, we're, we, you know, we, we've met wonderful people and they're mm-hmm. all very supportive of, of our kid. Like That's I feel awesome. like his, their energy just transformed. Like we were, Lionel rubbed Megan's belly, you know, before he was born at, mm-hmm. at Nobu. I feel like that good energy passed on and now he's like an actor himself. He's like, you know, he's doing so many things. He's got an agent. In New York, he makes his own money. He's uh, he's got a little bank account. Uh, helps. Holy, yeah, that's so. And cute. Sean is three now. He's three, three and a half. He's now. three and a half with an agent. My God, I gotta get on. I'm thirty and I'm just <laughs> slacking right now. Um, so, Sean, what was your hesitation going on the show? My hesitation was, you know, I'm kind of a more of a private guy, mm-hmm. and uh, Megan came over and just asked me, you know, six times. Let's do it, please, 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 please. Mm-hmm. So I, I just said, okay, you know, it, it'd be good to get the foundation out there a little more if people need help with any kind of charity, they need, you know, help with their lives or something. You know, I wanna, I would like them to come to uh, our foundation and ask for help. We're looking for a new program. And what's the name Aww. of the foundation? Uh, the Lourdes Foundation. So it's just so wait, my last what does your name. foundation do? We do a lot of youth empowerment and education. You know, we used to go to schools and talk to kids and not to give up on their dreams. And then I just said, you know, we can do a bigger impact. What can we do? So I teamed up with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, brought him into, you know, went down to India, stayed at his home. And uh, he was so generous and nice to fit me in because normally you have to wait five years to work with him. But he's like, you know what? I believe in your cause. And so he, uh, we I rented out the stadium, the Forum Stadium, for him, and hosted him in Los Angeles, and and gave five thousand tickets away to the inner city kids that haven't really seen the beach. You know, they they're that poor. Mm. So we we bu- mm-hmm. I teamed up with another charity, bus them in with their parents, their teachers, their principals, 
5,000 tickets I gave for free, uh, which some people were like, oh, we need to charge for those. I'm like, no, we're giving those for free. You know, that's just, awesome. And we busted well, him. That's in the, amazing. And the Dalai Lama said it was his most youthful event he's ever done. That was something nice. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say maybe we could team up, but if you work with the Dalai Lama, I don't think you're going to want to work with me. Well, we got, Vanessa, we... <laughs> you and the Dalai Lama, you guys are on the same playing level, oh, yeah, okay? Totally same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a bus, uh, bucket load of letters from the kids. It was so nice. One was terminally ill, and she's like, you're not going to get, you know, I'm not going to be around when you see this letter, hmm. but uh, I just want you to know that event changed my life. It was it was just touching. You know, yeah, that's touching. powerful doing, stuff You're on the right, right path. Yeah. And, yeah, we did another event oh, wow. for the leaders of L.A., uh, you know, underneath the Endeavor Space Shuttle. That was, uh, you know, all the, the head of the homeless sh shelters or like the head of the studios. You know, mm -hmm. it was all like the who's who. And that's where Jim Carrey came. Uh, we invited him because he uh, really wanted he, he was really funny. Actually, he saved me up on stage. I was trying to mm -hmm. be funny up there and all, with all <laughs> the creators saying something funny. And then and then uh, half the room laughed. So it was kind of like, and then he just made a joke. Everyone laughed. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Which is because it's Jim Carrey, though. Yeah. I'm sure your joke is funny. Thank well, you. I think that's a great idea to do the show and get the exposure for your foundation. Now that you've done the show, what can you say has helped strengthen your relationship? Like, what are the key ingredients to making a healthy relationship work? Oh, really easy. That one's communication. Megan's mm -hmm. really big at communications. Her degree at UCLA is communications. So she's loves to communicate. I don't know. What else? Yeah. yeah, I think that's a big one. Telling your partner everything and anything and not keeping anything from them because ultimately you're living your life with your partner and your best friend. So you shouldn't keep anything from them. I think a lot of our listeners have difficulty talking about money um, because in mm -hmm. a lot of relationships, there's one part of the relationship that makes, you know, one person that may make more money than the other. So how mm -hmm. do you guys deal with that? I mean, for me, it was a big adjustment kind of getting used to Sean's habits of spending because I come from a place where I save up like every penny and he's, you know, he likes to spend a little bit more, but I think that as you grow with somebody, you just get used to it. And now we have the same bank accounts, you know, I'm attached to his bank accounts. So it's mm -hmm. kind of very transparent about what we spend and. Yeah. Just trust each other, you know, just take a leap of faith. You, you live once goes yeah. by so fast why not just share it's hard i know i know that couples even married couples that still have separate bank accounts yeah um and so i feel like even though it really seems like this materialistic thing money does become an issue between people within a relationship yeah each to their own you know there's everybody's different mm -hmm. it uh i don't think there's one formula for success but definitely communication uh taking the leap of faith trust i mean we're we're, we believe in a higher power too. So we like to, you know, God's like always there. So it, it's like, he's, in, it's everything. That's everything. So it's like, you know, we take everything with a grain of salt, if you know what I mean. Like it's not, we're not trying to uh, be better than anybody. It's just, that's, we're both humble. So it's, I think that's what allows you us. You can to, definitely see that. Yeah. We, we can connect on that level. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I took her to, in one year we went to um, Bali and she wanted to be a yoga teacher. So I'm like, let's, let's go to the best place in the world to become a yoga teacher. And so she became a yoga certified instructor so she can do. Uh, and we went to Bali for a month. And then after that we went to Thailand and then we went to Japan, took her to the Ritz Carlton in Kyoto. And that was like a, we, they have a really good experience there where you can dress up in Komodos. And so, I mean, just, you know, life, you got to enjoy life. Can't just all be about making money. So that's, I think that's another 
thing too to enjoy your life while you're young not wait till mm. you're retired and then go on vacations mm-hmm. you gotta think that you know experiences are totally yeah important you know i didn't ask you this one just one more question before you guys go um i i don't know if it's gonna be a spoiler for this season so i don't even know if you can answer it what are your views about the prenup sean i know your dad's views i know your views, megan I didn't think it was a big deal until I saw Megan got so offended with it. So I, so I just took a step back and had to research a little more on why she got so upset. So it was, it was interesting for me because my parents had it. It's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I want Megan happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. Right. But we're not married yet. So. <laughs> oh, I'm learning the same thing, my friend. I found um, a bunch of the odd clauses people have put into prenups over the years because you can literally do whatever you want like for example obviously mm-hmm. who gets the pets but you can also who gets the pool boy who gets the gardener who gets the nanny that sort of thing one uh, prenup said uh, that the wife uh, was fined $500 for every pound she gained that's what I was talking about oh my about. god uh-huh. 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 every pound every pound you know from the pot from why the divorce would, why pot why would anyone sign that prenup why would a woman sign that prenup this one says that her husband could only watch no more than two football games per month oh screw that you and, ripped that contract right up <laughs> and she could only watch two reality shows a week oh she's, um, she watched the, the bachelor in the deal uh, what religion their children will practice, whether or not their child will be a vegetarian. Um, oh, for every time the husband was rude to his in-laws, he had to pay $10,000. Well, that's such a vague thing. Wait, vague. What, what defines being rude? $10,000? And so, oh, supposedly Justin Timberlake has a deal that if he cheats on Jessica Beale, she will receive $500,000. That seems like a low ball, Reported. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Anybody else in that park with me? And you could yeah. even in the prenup determine how often you have sex. Okay, no, that's a little too much. I thought just like a simple prenup of like who, like if something, if you guys get a divorce, whatever, like how are the assets divided? Not if you're going to gain a pound, you're going to get fined $500 for every pound. That's just, I've never heard of that. (laughs) I laugh at the $500,000 Justin Timberlake if he cheats on Jessica Biel. If he cheats on Jessica Biel, which he won't, but if he does, that girl's getting at least 20 mil, okay? (laughs) I don't know where this $500,000 thing came in. Um, but Sean and Megan, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Marrying Millions uh, is on the second episode tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Lifetime. If you didn't see the season premiere last week, I'm sure you can find it wherever TV shows are right now so you can catch up on the season. Um, Sean, Megan, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can add us on Instagram. Sean Lourdes, S-E-A-N, L-O-U-R-D-S. And your foundation, what's your foundations page? Uh, you can, we have a website. The It's okay. just, T, it's the Lourdes Foundation Worldwide.org, but abbreviated. So just TLFWW.org. It's better to find us on Instagram and, you know, we have a staff there to filter things. <laughs> Perfect. Great. <laughs> and and Megan. Oh, my Instagram is at M-E-G-G-I-R-L-L, Meg Girl. Perfect. Well, once again, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming in. We're really looking forward to keeping up with your engagement or relationship on Marrying Millions, which again is on Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock on Lifetime. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I have Dean's location. Oh, you have Dean's location? He's right there. Oh, my God. He's in the other studio. (laughs) We'll bring him in and talk to him about Paradise next. What a great experience.
At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hello. Oh, I was going to intro you. You just came in. Dean is going to go for it. Dean Ungler's back in studio. The van made it. You hesitated. I was gonna. I I wasn't gonna go, and then well, it was, you you were laughing, and then the music hadn't uh, stopped yet. 
Uh, it's a long time coming. Not really, because you haven't missed that. You just missed one week. Last right? week's episode. Yeah, that was nothing. I hope everyone had a great July Fourth. I hope you had a great July Fourth. I, I hope everyone had a forward. great Canada Day. Oh yeah, that too. That day. That. that, that one <laughs> when day. is Canada Day? It was on July Fourth this year. No. No. What? Canada Day? How is it? What day? It was like Thanksgiving. It's always it's like the always first July Monday 1st. of July or something. Like that. Oh, no, it's July 1st. Then uh, you guys are the 4th. I'm embarrassed. We're right. Yeah, we're right after Canada. Okay. Um, So, Dean, let's just jump right into it. You uh, you got promoted last night on being Bachelor in Paradise. I got promoted? Promoted on being Bachelor in Paradise. There was oh. a 30 second little trailer that was released. Let me ask you guys this. Hold Would- on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, my bad. So they showed the trailer for Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm watching it, and I see the Blake drama, I see Hannah G, and then all of a sudden I see a guy on there with luscious, luscious, beautiful flowing hair. <laughs> on my lip. And a stash. <laughs> that oh my I, God, I, I thought you would have you, it. Nope. I guarantee you that stash is going to go down in Bachelor history, <laughs> and no wow. one is ever going to forget it, because then, later on, I saw a 10-second ten pro- ten promo for Bachelor in Paradise, and all it was was Dean combing his mustache, <laughs> and honestly, just take my money, whatever I need to pay to watch this show, I'm watching I was it thinking, just because of that. I was thinking about it. I was like, how how much must they be grasping for it? For something on the show, if How they have me, have been grabbing. if they have, if my mustache is a point of conversation at this point, there were like articles being written with my mustache in the headlines, and I'm like, there wow. should be, there should be more interesting things to discuss on the Bachelor in Paradise spoilers or teasers than my glorious mustache. I don't think so. I think that's the number one headline. Is there anything interesting that you can tell us that happened? Um. Well, I grew up my mustache. Did you shave your mustache while you were down there? I'm not going to get into the specifics oh, of the mustache. Okay. The, okay. It's not the last you'll see of the mustache. The, the mustache will be a very central point of my time on Paradise. Let me just say that. There's Does a, anyone fall in love with the stash? I think every, I think America's already fallen in love with the stash. Actually, oh. no, the, the internet's reaction so far has been pretty brutal. Everyone, like, at, at, rightfully so. The, the mustache was ironic, right? Like, I wore the mustache ironically to go to Paradise, probably to spare myself a little bit. Like, part of me was like, I, I think I'm going to walk down there. No one's going to be interested in me. But if I grow out a mustache, it's not my fault. It's the mustache's Self fault. Self-sabotaging. Oh my God, Dean! <laughs> and also, I don't. I just thought it was funny. Like, and and Wells and actually sure the first in your favor. The first time I saw Wells, he was like, "It takes a really bold man to have that kind of mustache on national television." And my point was, is like, yeah, I like people come in here, they try to like polish themselves up and put their best mm-hmm. foot forward. I was like, I'm just gonna go down there looking as grungy as I possibly can, i.e., the mustache. No. Well, and it, it, looks great. it was fine. I will say it was a little hot, you know, 90 degrees plus 100% humidity with a two inch lip caterpillar. <laughs> it kind of adds to the heat and the sweat a little bit. The conversations initially got off to a pretty rough start because, you know, people come down, you come down and people are like expecting to see you in some sort of way and you don't really meet their <laughs> expectations in that way. Like that's, but I feel like it's a good um, icebreaker. It's a well, okay, and that's that was part of it too. My first icebreaker, because I'm I don't know if Vanessa knows this, but Jared obviously does. When you come down the stairs, your first task is to like pull four or five people you might be interested in going on a date with, and like mm-hmm. having a conversation to see if there might be chemistry to explore further. Yeah, it's excruciating. And the everything, everything I led with, I was like, 
yeah, I got this mustache. I live in a van. I don't really have a job. <laughs> You're like George Cassandra from Seinfeld when he does everything I, backwards. I don't have a job and I live with my parents. Yeah. My name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> my fa- and it works for him. My name is Dean. I live in a van and... <laughs> I have a mustache. Yeah. I'm, my name is Dean. I'm unemployed and I live with a van. By the way, I have a mustache. Would you want to go to Dave's? I don't me? use soap. It was, I, well, I use soap now. Oh, use great. Soap. We look, we've, we've known that. Oh, yeah, I've been using okay, soap since sure. like February, ever since the shingles outbreak. Deodorant? Deodorant. Oh I put deodorant on just my left armpit today because I want to test to see how much smellier oh my, my right God. armpit's gonna oh get. Good God! Let's just move on. <laughs> I just want to see. Oh, it's an interesting experiment, <laughs> Mart. So there was another report that came out just yesterday, which I think a lot of people were stunned by. And actually, before we get to that, you want to talk about how about the? How's it smelling? I, I might need a, a third-party opinion. Can, does anyone in this room want to smell my armpit? Easton, Easton, he raised his hand very quickly. So I've been waiting for you to ask that for oh, yeah. years. Oh, wait, wait, okay. Before before we do this, I put deodorant on one armpit. I'm not going to tell Easton oh, which armpit. Great. I want to see if he can guess which armpit. All right, so Easton, smell the left one. Here we go. Smell the left one. Left. That's that's. Yeah, there we go. His left armpit. All right, so. Okay, now smell the right one. Smell the right one. He's, he's smiling, so oh, that means is, it's a good I'm gonna, smell. This is going in deep. Easton's like touching oh, no. the fabric. All right, Easton, come to the microphone. Easton. What, what, what was your experience? You know, approaching from, from far away, I thought I could smell it. I'm like, oh, I, it's obvious. It's not that clear which one it is. So which armpit does Dean have a deodorant on? He has deodorant on his left. It's my left. <laughs> but, but, did you Still sense the hesitation in his voice? Did they both reek or were they both like me? Like No, <laughs> they, they both smelled really good, actually. <laughs> nope, you've been using. Can we not? Can I get a round of applause for that, please? And Ethan, obviously, for, for putting his nose on the line. I have an armpit fetish. It was actually quite fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, the point is, what was the point of that again? I don't remember. I used deodorant, but only on one armpit. And because only... your armpits, you don't think smell, so you wanted to make sure that... It's just like, I I don't think my armpits smell bad enough to where I need to introduce a new chemical to them to make them smell better. The only time my, oh, I get that. The, the yeah. only time my armpits smell is when I'm sweating. Well, I don't well, sweat. I'm not really much of a sweater. I, I, we have this weird genetic disease where I don't sweat. Really? I don't really, sweat either, but, like, but I do smell. Like if I get in a, in a hot, like last night I was at the uh, Backstreet Boys after party and I was like, oh, I thought bad. I was yeah. going to meet them. <laughs> and then I smelled my armpits and one smelled like I was wearing this one. I was wearing a, a top that had a sleeve and the other arm didn't have a sleeve. And I forgot to wear deodorant on the arm that didn't have a sleeve. And that armpit smelled like cardboard, like, mm-hmm. you know, like wet cardboard. Oh, good God. And that's a bad yeah. smell, right? Thankfully, I didn't yeah, end up meeting them, but. That's a not show. a good thing, right? We're getting that's off right. track here. We Sorry. Need to okay. the paradise. Was that intentional? Right. Listen, all right. We Can have we a quit qu- on purpose. I have a quick question. There was another article on E News that reported something about you and a particular person down in paradise that you may or may not be dating right now. I don't even know why I'm saying it. The headline says, I'm not going to say her name, but it says Bachelor Nations Dean Ungler and blank are dating. Mark. I can't it's say true? her name. I, I have been told to relate to you. Let's please not say her name. And I'm not sure if that's for legal reasons or why, but that's what I've been told. Not by Dean, by the way. By people higher up the ladder than Dean. Because oh. it's on E! News. This yeah, is not a, a salacious... Understood. I understand. I mean, E! News is told. still celebrity gossip. Yeah, but so, e so people can Google it. it. They're not going to get the name from us. E! News is well, not the National Enquirer by any means, if you know what I mean. I have a, like, I have a question for Dean, because you didn't answer me on Instagram. Did you go to Europe with a specific person? Yeah, I went with a lot of my great friends. We did Greece for a couple. A female, a female friend. I'm not at liberty to discuss any of this stuff that I said. 
I was in Europe for the past two and a half weeks with a lot of great yeah. friends. I sailed on a boat in Greece for a while. I went to Spain. I hiked through the Dolomites in Italy. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm very interested why we can't say her name. Because there's an article on E! News, People Magazine, and Us Weekly Here's all a, saying it. I'm not going to tell you guys it. what you can and can't do. All I'm going to say is... Whether you say this person's name or not, I'm going to give the same cryptic answer, and that is, I can't discuss it. Great cryptic answer. There was right like, there. there was this weird. Not so, forward at all. I feel all. like someone's making a phone call. I think your phone's on or something like that. Or someone, maybe your computer is making noise. That's oh, what it was. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, the point is, is that. Well, I think she's beautiful. I think you guys should just watch Bachelor in Paradise. You're going to get to watch the mustache for a couple episodes. Maybe you won't see the mustache on a couple episodes. I don't know. The teaser is the mustache. All right. I have to ask one thing <laughs> before we go, because this was widely talked about for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, you recently said months ago. Yeah. About bachelor mm. relationships mm-hmm. and how you think they're, they're all fake. They're all Ooh, fake. Oh, Jared, right? good question. But it's just, we've talked put about it many times. Spot. Yeah. Now put them on the spot, but we can just have a conversation about, about it because I think people would be mad if we didn't at least address it. Right. So now you went back on the show. Yep. So what changed your mind? What changed my mind to go back on the show? Well, obviously you went on Paradise for the experience and thinking I'll meet some people and we'll see what comes from it. But a couple months ago, you said that all bachelor relationships are fake and you've kind of changed, you know, you've obviously, well, he, it wasn't, you You didn't exactly mean it that way. Truth, well, truth be told, I went on the show not looking to be in a relationship with anyone. I'm not saying whether I am in a relationship now or I'm not, but I went on the show with zero intention to leave the show in a relationship. Does that degrade the integrity of the show? Probably a little bit. No, it doesn't. No? And I'll tell you why. Why? We'll continue with you, and then I'll tell you why I think it's a good answer. And I, f- I went in with the intention of just, you know, like we all do. We go on the show. You got to sit on the beach for a little bit, relax, have some drinks, meet some new people, hang out, whatever. I went on the show without, without expecting to leave in a relationship, almost actually fighting it to, to leave in a relationship. Um there's, there's a couple people down there that I've been in relationships with in the past and we've talked about it even before I went on the show and I was like telling them, I was like, look, I have no intention of leaving in a relationship even before going on the show with anyone uh, because I know that I've said these things, bachelor relationships are all fake, blah, 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 blah. I put my foot in my mouth every chance I possibly get and I probably <laughs> will do it many, many more times. Um, and I think when I said that, I think as we talked about just after it happened, that you know, that was coming off like a, a heated uh uh, moment and I learned some things I didn't like and I was beside myself and I was upset and I was venting and I was being extreme and radical because of those things. So now, so yes, I don't think that all bachelor relationships are fake. Uh, does, that, does that answer your question? Yeah, totally. The, the whole reason I asked it was because I think a lot of people immediately assume that you have to go into these experiences, specifically the bachelor experiences with being 100% in, being like, I am... I'm here only for a relationship and only for love. And I've always said that that's ridiculous and naive and Uh really dumb. Uh And I think you're a great example of somebody now that it may or may not have come out that you're in a relationship um, of someone going in and being like, I don't know, I'm going down and just being myself and whatever happens, happens. And I'm not coming here just for love or anything like that. And then life happens and then you end up maybe finding someone and, and, and developing feelings for someone. And I feel like that's a good example, not only for bachelor, but just for life in general, Life, yeah. because sometimes it's always when you're least expecting it is when you find something great. And I think that's a cool example of it. I will say that there, this was probably my best season of bachelor it, uh, since the first one of all of them, actually of, of the four that I've been on, this is probably my favorite 
for many, many reasons. One, because of that, I went down the stairs this time, Bachelor in Paradise season six, my fourth time around with the intention and understanding that like, I'm just going to be me with this ridiculous mustache, mm-hmm. talk shit about myself as I always do and see what comes of it. If something comes of it, great. I'm not expecting it. In fact, I almost prefer for nothing to come of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you'll see that side of me for the first time in all four seasons, I stayed completely sober the entire time. That's awesome. Which, Good for you. Which is a challenging thing in those in that yeah. circumstance because you always you, you get bored a lot. All you want to do is drink. Your friends are all drinking. All you want to do is join them. Granted, I wasn't down. I'm not going to say how long I was down there for, but I wasn't down there, obviously, as original cast. So I wasn't there the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, but I'm excited to watch it back. Like, obviously, you always have your reservations and your concerns about how they're going to edit you and what they're going to do to you. But for the first time, I'm finally like, I don't have to worry about being drunk and saying something stupid on camera because I didn't get drunk and say, yeah. well, I, mm-hmm. I still said stupid things on camera, but I didn't get drunk and say stupid things on camera. You, you know have no I mean? concerns about like last. How did you feel last time when you left? Did you know you were screwed last time when you left? hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you feel good this time. I feel better this time. Um, good or bad. Obviously like, like I don't know if I'm in a relationship after all of it, this is said and done. Well, I'm supposed Apparently, to ask you. I'm People been, Magazine, Us Weekly yes. and E! News all know you are. So I've been authorized to ask you the question, are you single? Oh, I think that you're just going to have to watch this season of Bachelor in Paradise and decide for yourself. All right. I, I, all right. It's Sounds all good. said and done. That's fair enough. It's a great <laughs> tease. Uh, well, speaking of great tease, we have a wonderful guest coming up. Uh, Tina Wilson, who is the founder of Wingman, a new dating app that's, that's revolutionizing great. the world, except for Canada, because they don't have it up there, but they have it everywhere else. Um, so we'll be talking to <laughs> Tina Wilson. Uh, but first, let's take a little break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And 
And whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Up next on the phone, we have Tina Wilson, who is the founder of Wingman Dating App. Tina, are you there? Hello, yes, I am. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing well. This is Jared. Hi, hi, this is Vanessa. Hi. And Vanessa just woke up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it sounded like she didn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she didn't. It's early, it's early somewhere. Tina, so we just told the, the listeners out there that you are the founder of the Wingman dating app, but do you want to tell everyone else a little bit more about it and how you came up with the idea? Sure. Yeah, I mean, so Wingman is an app where you are going to pass over control of your online dating experience. You're going to pass it over to those that know you best. So it could be your friends, your family, and these people are going to be your wingmen and wingwomen, and they're going to be navigating your dating journey. So they're going to be creating your profile, telling us the good, the bad, the ugly. They're going to be introducing you to whoever they deem appropriate on the app. And so they're making the matches happen while you sit back and let them have control. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, it depends who your wingman is, right? I guess. It does sound, I agree with Jared, it does sound a little terrifying. So tell us a little bit more about how you came up with the idea. Well, I was, I was in a long-term relationship. I found myself single and everyone had gone online whilst I was coupled up. And I mean, it was, I went through all of the different apps. And it was pretty bonkers, right? Some of the, the experiences on there, there's a whole new vocabulary, like catfishing and um, biscuiting and breadcrumbing, all these different things. And, and for me, I just wanted a more kind of impactful way, something that was slightly more authentic. And, and so having someone describe your profile it kind of legitimizes who you are, endorses your your personality, mm. and and then having a lens of somebody else that's not, you know, recently single. You come to these apps with different, maybe a different lens that you you know that you've built up um, since being single. And and sometimes I think having a friend who is objective and maybe providing you with options like this is who you should go with. What about this person? Have you you know and, and making those those things which can sometimes happen in the world offline right and so that's something that i wanted to bring onto the platform so that it behaved as we do in the real world mm. 
So can your friend, is your friend chatting with the person on the app? No. So, so whatever your friend, when you're, if you invite your friend to write your profile, you have to approve what they've said about you. So they can't go too crazy. You know, you have to approve it. And then what happens is when they are looking through the dating feed, when they see someone they think would be a good match, they are sending your profile saying, do you like my friend Vanessa? And that person is saying yes or no. Right. It's like, I think my, my friend would be a good match for you. Is it a yes or no? Now, if it's a no, you never know. If it's a yes, everyone's notified, like, hey, this person's interested in you and your friend made you a match. So you both, ha- so both you and your uh, quote-unquote wingman have to have the app downloaded in-, in order to get matches. Yes, absolutely. Because so, you have to approve what they've said. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like the, the, the wingman caters more towards the, the female audience, right? Because as a guy, yeah, you have your friends that like vouch for you and stuff like that, but I feel like women typically are the ones that go to bat more for their other friends when it comes to dating, right? Like my guy friends would never go to the length of creating a profile and talking me up to people digitally to then like set me up on a date with them. Well, that's why I said it was terrifying earlier because I'm thinking of some of my friends who would describe (laughs) me in my profile and it probably wouldn't be the most flattering. Exactly. So that's why to me, at least it sounds like the wingman, I'm sure obviously there are many, many men that are wingman, but to me, it just sounds like the wingman typically would be a woman, but correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. So our female matchmakers are the ones that come on, but they bring their single guys on, right? So they bring their mm-hmm. brothers, their cousins, I see. their male friends from college. So they generally are the ones who kind of elevate them and give them a bit of a push, almost like, this is what you should be doing. Like, let me suggest this to you um, in almost like a big sister approach. But mm-hmm. the guys almost come on with a twisted arm, but they're kind of, you know, into it. But so there are, there are men wingmen. On the app? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, you, okay. I, I read one just the other day, um, which was a guy who said, I'm putting my sister-in-law on here. She's been our third wheel for so long. Like, I married her sister three years ago. Who knew I'd have to pay the check for both of them for this long? I thought by now she'd have found a boyfriend. Please, there has to be a guy out there to help her out. And it really made me laugh because it's kind of something that someone might say in the real world. Right. And it came across, like, their whole banterous relationship came across really as fun. Right. I, I love this idea. Yeah. I honestly think it's genius. It's funny because you always see these new dating apps come out with different iterations of each other. And I always often sit and wonder, like, what could be the next? What could be a new angle that you could come at this with? And a lot of apps are so, so similar. But mm-hmm. this is this is yes. one that sounds like it's really uniquely different than the other ones. I mean, it, it truly is. And, and it comes from a point of, of really being frustrated from my own experiences, right? And wanting to help people that are in my life, which is like, my mother is an amazing woman, right? She would, you know, she was a widow for many, many years. Would she ever meet anyone? Probably not, right? But mm-hmm. if I was to write her a profile and say, hey, you know, is my stepdad out there, like looking for a rich one for my mom, like making a joke, even if she wasn't going to do anything, it kind of just gave her a joke along the way, like let her elevate that maybe it could happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. I think because it really is, we have people on the app from the ages of 18 to 72, right? We have like a grandmother who wrote a profile for her grandson. Like he invited her to to be part of his dating journey. And I'm like, I love that, right? This guy is a really cool little, like little dude. Yeah, he still loves his nan enough to let her write a profile. She must, it probably made her day. She probably is talking about it to all of her friends. And and even like, it just almost like connects them. And also you get the, 
you know, you get the, for me, if there was any way to, to kind of really describe it, it's like sex in the city in a way. Like you have a lot of mm-hmm. gay guys writing profiles for their straight girlfriends and mm-hmm. vice versa. Right? And those are the conversations that I feel like I would see in sex in the city. Whereas, you know, the gay guys, like she's got a hot body under that ugly jumper. Don't let it put you off. Like some of the profiles they write are so funny and kind of on point. You really get an idea of the friendship group, of what you'd be walking into mm-hmm. on a date in mm-hmm. this circle. So sub- subconsciously, even though you're giving someone endorsement, you're also painting a picture of who that person hangs out with. They might be a little crazy. They might be a little boring. Mm-hmm. Like Whatever it is, it's always done with the good intentions of helping that person, you know, elevate them to be, to find their best person. But mm-hmm. also vicariously, I feel like the wing people, they kind of get to, you know, they, they love being part of it. Like they get into it. Lots of these people are in relationships. They probably missed out on the dating scene. And, and sometimes they're the best advocates, right? Because friends really do know you so well or family. I, that, and so for me, when my friends wrote me a profile, I sounded really like excellent and amusing. But when I wrote my own profile, I was kind of so mm-hmm. to sit on the fence and right. be politically correct and not too self-promotional and not too degrad. I mean, it was tough, right, to get a real authentic um, kind of view of myself across. Yeah. So when my friends wrote it, they were really fun. It's funny because mm-hmm. the same logic I think applies to a lot of people that go on The Bachelor to, to right. bring it back to us is a lot of people will have their friends nominate them versus going through the, the process themselves just because it's easier. I guess it relieves the pressure or maybe like the... Well, it's hard to describe yourself to be like, exactly. yeah, I, I, I think I'm a nice person. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's weird where your friend can be like, no, he's a nice guy. Yeah. I'm vouching for him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It shows that you're not like a crazy person. At least you have some friends or family who's going to vouch for you as well. I mean, if I had a grandma who was 72 and made an account for me to help <laughs> find a girlfriend, I would be stoked. So, yeah. And oh, on, my gosh. On the flip side of that, if I was so, if I was looking to date someone and their grandmother was vouching for them, I'd be like, that's the, that's the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I know. You yeah. can, first Isn't date would be so church cute. on Sunday. <laughs> right? That's so cute. No. So Granny's I, probably a crazy one. How long has the app been around for? So we, uh, almost two years, right? So we launched it in beta kind of 18 months ago, really. Um, and that was on iOS. We launched it last year on Android. It's in the US um, and and the UK. And, yeah, we're just seeing such interesting things happen. I love to see people really helping their, you know, going the extra mile and helping them. And then when you see the validation and things happening, like I do like a little secret secret hooray behind the scenes. Yeah, it sounds like a digital way of uh, your friends signing you up for a blind date. Because my question is, when your friend says no to someone, you said that you don't get to see it. What if that... No, so what, so what happens if you were wingman for Vanessa and okay. you were like sending Vanessa's profile to whoever, to say 10 other people and saying, you know, do you, I think Vanessa would be a good match for you. When they say no, Vanessa never knows who you sent oh. unless it's a yes. So rejection, unless you never get yes. the rejection. You never get the rejection. My, oh, okay. Yeah, so this is idea. not a... It's not a uh, public dating app. It's not where random people get to see random people. It's so if I'm Vanessa's wingman, the only way people see Vanessa's profile is if I send it to them. Well, they can, but Vanessa will be shown in the feed also. So they can approach her, but they'll also see the testimonial that you've written about her. My main fear with Mm -hmm. this app is if, if I was on it, right? Like, let's say. I was begrudgingly looking for a relationship when one of my friends signed me up to be my wingman. My concern yes. would be that my friends don't necessarily have my my type calibrated well enough 
and they would be setting me up for dates that I wouldn't necessarily with people that I wouldn't necessarily be interested in. It's all depending on the wingman. Right. Yeah, and that, and that's your choice, right? You if the wingman goes rogue and you're like, this is not for me, you just delete them off. Right, people do do that. Yeah, so screw that wingman. You can get rid of. Yeah, you're like he's a bad wingman, and you could add you. And there, it's, it's your choice, right? You have it, the power still lays in your hand. It's just who you trust, I guess, to, to mm-hmm. be that person. Can I have multiple wingmen? Like, can I have five best friends that then get put in a group yes. chat with someone that I'm interested in potentially? Well, we you can have you can have <laughs> up to five people looking for you, and so many people do fill those slots, but oh, wow. they're always just. But they're but they're so spread out, right? There's like usually two family, two friends, maybe a coworker or something. I mean, it's a real mix. Sounds fun. It, so it sounds like as a wingman, you get to like be on a dating app without looking to date dating. anyone. You know what I mean? Like that sounds kind of fun. I would be. Yeah, and you're helping your friend out at the same time, exactly. and it's like a perfect idea to um like if someone is reluctant because I know so many people who are either getting divorced or who have been single for such a long time and they don't have the courage or the confidence to like go on a dating app because they've never done it or they haven't dated anyone in a really long time. So this gives them like that push to date and that hope that they could go on another date. But just to clarify, because I went on the, I went on, um, I went to find the app. I'm in Canada. It doesn't, it doesn't exist in Canada uh, right now. It's not out there in Canada, but we are going to be launching there later in the year, but it's not there officially. No. Okay, perfect. So later this year, I can hook yeah. up my friends and family. Yeah, and you know, to your point that you just said, that people, when they are not maybe confident enough to get on, the fact is, you know how great they are, right? You know what's right. brilliant about them, and you know they deserve the best. It's just like sometimes, as humans, we need a little push. And I think that's it's up to your wing men and wing women to kind of yeah. help you out and do that. Yeah. I love this idea. I gotta be honest, I'd be on, more on this app if I was trying to find dates for Vanessa than I would be on a date trying to like find yourself. Ad- yeah, find, find myself. Yeah. Like screw me. Who wants to date Vanessa? Yeah. You might be a good wingman. That would be really fun if a lot of like the say all of the all of Hannah B's rejects all jumped on wingman and like for the second place <laughs> finisher they were like, "All right, we're going to find you someone on this app now." That would be funny. That could be really fun. Uh, who knows? Um so you said it's on iOS and Android, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And and then I, I didn't hear the answer to Vanessa's question. It's just in the U.S., but it's it's branching out as well. So in the U.S., U.K., and then we're going to be opening up in different countries and Canada will be one of them pretty soon. Do you have Yay. any, do you have a social media presence? We are Wingman at Wingman app. Um, we are generally anything to do with crazy friends or animals is what you'll find on there because everyone that's working on Wingman seems to be obsessed by animals. Um, so there's always, um, there's always those, but yeah, we kind of interact with, with people that we are about dating, but we are also much, so much more of like celebration of friendship. So we really do kind of push towards those other type of networks. I think it's, I I think one of my favorite things about this too, and it's one thing uh, that I've talked about in the past is I think it's so important for your significant other or prospective significant other to meet your friends early on because your friends are the people that you hold closest and dearest to you, right? And obviously you want their approval and you want your significant other to approve of them. And so what's great about this is it just kind of knocks all those pins over right out of the gate. Right. And also for the other person that like, let's say I'm dating you, I want to see like, oh, would I vibe with his friends or how is he influenced by the group of friends that he's hanging out with? So. It's a win-win. Yeah. You just got to choose your friends that are the least uh, delinquent out of all of them, which for me yeah. sometimes can be a, a struggle. <laughs> don't, let the, don't let them on their drunk or delinquency or anything like that. <laughs> right. It's a good one. Uh, I don't know. Drunk could be fun. Yeah, true. All right. Well, Tina, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening <laughs> and you want to so give much, the Wingman guys. app a try, go download it. It's on iOS and Android. Um, check him out on Instagram. It's at Wingman, I would assume. Yeah. It's uh, Wingman yeah, underscore wingman app. app. Okay. Check That's him out. Right. 
give it a download. If you're looking to date, if you have a friend that's looking to date, it sounds like it's a fun thing. And then email us your stories because I think it'd be fun to share some of those stories on the podcast mm-hmm. here as well. Um, Perfect. Tina, thank, thank you so you much guys. for joining. Best of luck moving forward. Yeah, and thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for making Bye, Tina. Fun. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, Tina. All right. Well, let's talk about... I love that idea. Can we just talk about how much I love that idea? Yeah, let's talk about Vanessa. Do you have any friends that you'd want to sign up for that? Oh my God, there's so many people that I know, like I said, that are either going through a divorce or have been single for a really long time or just got out of got out of a long-term relationship yeah. and and they've tried the apps. And I mean, I was on Raya and I just didn't, it's, like, I went on Raya for maybe a month before my now boyfriend slid into my DMs on Instagram. I feel like Instagram's a great dating app. It is. Well, for, for people that- It is? It is. I've, I've, I've heard that before that people use Instagram as a dating app. I think for people yeah. like us, it makes it a little bit easier. We have a little bit more exposure, I think. So it's like a little things are a little more accessible to us as a dating app solely for Instagram. And also because of the show, we curate our Instagrams a little bit more. So when we're trying to talk to someone on Instagram, I think we feel a little bit more confident because, yeah. well, there's a lot of people out there that don't right. use Instagram. So they might have like one picture posted right. and yeah. their profile is not really updated. And you go on a dating show, people will reach out to you in hopes that you would go on a date with them. It's Obviously, right. or marriage proposals or things of that nature. Um, but I guess what's funny to Vanessa's point and the reason I asked that very first question I did with Tina was that I, w- I don't think I have a single friend I would sign up for Wingman. Because all Not my... Fr- all- As a guy, it's just like none of my friends, I think, are of the caliber that the Wingman app would be looking for. Like as a as a 20-year-old guy that lives in LA, formerly lived in LA, I don't think <laughs> I have any friends that are looking <laughs> to be in serious relationships. So it would almost make me feel guilty to like put them on Wingman. But, oh, right. but oh, like, you have like divorcees or like um, as a woman, you're like, you want your friends to be in relationships, et cetera. But it's just, it seems like it's more catered or tailored towards a woman as a Wingman. Yeah. Well, you're the one vouching for them. Right. You don't want to be the jerk vouching yeah. for your friend who ends up cheating on the girl that you put them on a date together. Right. Nobody wants to be that yeah. guy or a girl. Sounds like a cool idea, though. Could be fun. We have some emails coming up. We got. I got one I want to get in here before we go. This oh. is from Anonymous. Uh, we love Anonymous. Good, yeah, and it's, it's juicy. My husband and I have been together for five years, and we talked about having a threesome. Oh. My husband and his whole pilot crew got very drunk, and my husband was left alone with one particular flight attendant. She came on to him. He said no, hmm. but asked if she would be interested in a threesome. She said yes. So he called me and told me what happened, and my stomach dropped. Wow. I said, no, I find it to be a bad idea. She's a co-worker, and I feel really jealous and uncomfortable that she came on to you. I still want it, but I can't help but wonder if a threesome would ruin our marriage or not. Should a threesome be out of the question at this point? So, oh, so, so many feelings about that. She wants a threesome, too? Yeah. She says at the beginning that we have talked about it, and she says at the end, I still want it. It's just this woman makes me really uncomfortable. Wait, how long have they been married for? Mm, five years. They've been together five, five years. I think the challenging thing about this anonymous situation is that it's a is that it's a coworker and it's someone that this guy is going to have to see on a regular basis, semi-regular basis, mm-hmm. especially with the wife not around. Like that's reason enough mm-hmm. I think to probably nix it with this person. But if yeah. you're interested enough with find someone else a stranger that you're never going to have to interact with again. That's my advice. I Wait, Have you had a threesome? Jared? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yes, I've had a threesome. I had a threesome in college once when I was like nine, I was nineteen. Okay, and that's all I'm gonna okay. say about it. <laughs> well, what? you well, can have a threesome if you want to have a threesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Can we ask if it was two girls or one? I guy? said that's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> we discussed this before. I feel like we might so have discussed this. Right we now. have. I've been open about it. <laughs> the, the color class. of your sunglasses. And it was not Dean's two girls. Very red right now. There's two <laughs> types of threesomes in this world that guys want to have. And I had the one that was less desirable than the one that most guys want to have. And if I remember, this was not a great experience for you. I mean, it was a bad experience. But like, you didn't feel, you felt a little weird about it afterwards. It was to salvage a friendship. There's a lot of layers yeah. here. Hold on, you had a threesome to salvage a friendship? We all knew each other. Oh, we, were all fr- we were all friends. Yeah. It was a very communal effort. So you guys weren't going to be friends anymore until one day oh, it was really thought don't. upon, hey, let's all have sex together this. to save the friendship. Yes, that's exactly how the conversation Sounds logical <laughs> to me. We wow, were 19 years old. 19 You're a really good friend, Dean. We were really drunk. We were 19. There's a lot at work here <laughs> that I don't feel comfortable talking about. But we can talk about it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm kind of on Vanessa's page, too, where, yeah, threesome sounds awesome. But at the same time, when you're in love with someone, I think that creates a level of difficulty because then... You're with that person, and then you're trying to sleep with someone else while they're in the room with you, and it creates yeah. this awkwardness because, you know... You ever see an episode of Entourage where Ian Sloan potentially want to have a threesome with Sloan's best friend? And the rule was that he, the guy can only have sex with his wife, right? And then he could, like, the other girl and the girl... The two girls can interact, but the guy can only have sex with his wife. Could he, have, could he like, make out with the other girl? Probably, but I think that there needs to be rules set. If this is going to be something you want to do, like, set some rules. Be like, hey, there's not going to be any penetration between you and this other girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, that seems to be the best route. And I, I stand by what I said earlier, where don't do it with someone that you work with. Do it with, if you want to do it, do it with a stranger. Yeah, but how do you ask a stranger if they want a threesome? I'm sure there's plenty of ways. I think you just ask. A stranger? You just go up on the side street? Excuse me. Listen, I... Kind lady? I mean, I have a really good friend who was dating someone for a long time who basically did that. They were at a party and, and she said that they were both interested in it and they found some girl that they were both attracted to. They asked her and she mm-hmm. said yes. And I think that's a lot better than doing it with someone you work with. I agree because then it's, like you said, now it's it creates an awkwardness because if the pilot sees this flight attendant and the wife isn't there, is there like sexual well, chemistry now between the two right. of them when the wife's not there? As the If I was the wife, I would high. feel super uncomfortable with that situation. I and then hope- doesn't that open up doors to potentially like you have it once and then it's like, oh, let's have another threesome. And then right. it's like a constant chase for something more. Right. And that I, would be my fear. I think we should also speak directly to Anonymous and say that you shouldn't want to do this solely because your husband wants to do it. Right. Like you should 100%. definitely want to do it on your own. And that seems to be like, I'm sure that she's probably fighting herself being like, mm-hmm. oh, I want this because I want to make my husband happy. But do I actually want this for myself? I think that's a, a question that she needs to address with herself. And there's other ways to spice up your sex life. Like, for example, if uh-huh. if Anonymous here doesn't feel comfortable about doing a threesome, but she wants to do something for her husband to really spice up the sex life, there is other things that you can do uh, besides having a threesome. Hey, Vanessa, I don't want to make this awkward for you, but I do yeah. see Nick post a lot on his stories about how he likes his significant other to wear wigs every once in a while. Is really? That, is that a thing I'm just making up now? I'm pretty sure I saw it on his Instagram. Vanessa, do you own any wigs? I've never heard of that. <laughs> No, I don't own any wigs. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. It could be a way to spice things up for this person or for anyone else out there. I don't know. That's I think that's I think we adequately answered it. I would say no flight attendant. 
Get yeah. rid of that idea. Just yeah. throw that nope. one out the door. You got three no's from us. I, I think a, a threesome in a committed relationship is the beginning of the end, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I think it will bring up emotions that you don't mm-hmm. anticipate, which actually you're kind of already feeling, and I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't cross that Mark's bridge. Mark's the wise one here. Anyways, so all right. So email us when you meet a stranger and you have a threesome with them, not with this flight attendant, <laughs> because that's going to make things messier than they probably already are. Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Big thank you to all of our guests, Tina Wilson, be sure to check out her app, Wingman, on iOS and Android, and also Sean and Megan. Yep, a big thank you to Sean Lourdes and Megan Thomas. Be sure to check out Marrying Millionaires Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. on Lifetime. Big thank you to... Uh, that's it, actually. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week. Actually, we're all going to be together for next week's episode hey, in Tahoe. Hey, well, we might. My I don't know. Fox. We got to talk about that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well... Vanessa's going to be in studio next yeah, week. Yeah, Vanessa's going to be in studio with her boyfriend. So you don't want to miss that episode. Be sure to tune in. We're going to dive deep, deep into their love life. Oh, God. Um, thank you so I'm much. I'm already for, prepping him. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in then because maybe we'll suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.